You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar on this Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend. Lots of uh, great deals out there for uh, the tech enthusiasts. We've got a great show for you today. In a little bit, uh, we'll be talking with Shane Dingman over at the Globe and Mail about uh, the wearable race. Smartwatches, Fitbits, what's going on there, and should you get one? It's literally an arms race because oh, the wearables... Did you, just, did you just use that? <laughs> it's an arms race? Oh, my God. Pun uh, intended. <laughs> pun intended. Well, it's interesting. Uh, wearables have uh, more than doubled in sales in 2015 over 2014. They're projecting about 76 million of these little guys sold. Uh, so we'll be talking to Shane to see where that's all at. What are people using them for? And, uh, you know, hopefully that'll uh, let you figure out whether you want to get one of these or not. I'm interested in the whole Pebble because Pebble was one of the first wearables to hit the market, a smartwatch. And now they got big players like Google and Apple in the game. So how are they going to compete? And so uh, I think Shane had talked to those folks because they were originally based out of Waterloo. So we'll learn about that and how you can take on the big boys, even though you were one of the first entries into a market. Lots of interesting stuff happening this week. Uh, You and I, Andy, got to go to a a press conference uh, for the new Pono player that's launching in Canada. This is a uh, digital music player uh, launched by Neil Young, a famous Canadian artist. uh, Love him. Yes. Big fan. Uh, anyway, we got to be in the same room and breathe the same air as Neil Young. We, it, we were cool for an hour. It's funny because we got the invitation quite late, but we basically cleared our schedules to go <laughs> and see Neil Young. And and it's funny because about two weeks ago, I was talking, I mentioned Neil Young on this radio show. Yes. We were talking about streaming music and um, how people care more about convenience of yes. accessing music rather than the perfect quality, like the audio files out there, they want to have lossless audio because MP3s are by nature compressed digital files. And it, Neil Young is not a big fan of it. And he, did, he wasn't even a fan of the traditional CD. He no, thought that quality he wasn't good enough. That was crap. He, he didn't <laughs> like the quality of CDs. But it's so funny, you know, MP3s, uh, a lot of listeners are probably familiar with those. That's the, uh, the file format of uh, digital music now for uh, many folks. It is compressed. It's like at least 10 times or more compression uh, from the original source file. And they do that to make it, again, like you said, convenient so that we can store all of these digital music files on our uh, devices. Or in the Napster days, download. Download, exactly. Because they were, I'd say a typical music file was about 4 megabytes. Yeah. But if you had the uncompressed WAV file, it could be anywhere at about 50 to 55 exactly. megabytes. And back in the dial-up days, that was a huge difference. That was a lot. So uh, Neil Young, uh, obviously very passionate about music, Uh, he has come out with uh, the Pono Player. It's uh, like a little, it's like an iPod, but for high definition music, literally. Lossless audio, they also call it. Exactly. So uh, getting one of these players, you can plug in your headphones, and you don't have to have special headphones. It's still apparently brilliant uh, music. Uh, So you can either listen to it on the go uh, with music you download from uh, the Pono Music Library, uh, or you can hook it into your home stereo system as mm-hmm. well if you really want that high-end uh, sound. So I think the device goes for about $500 and sounds like a lot, right? Yes. And it is. $500 is a lot of money. But you got to remember when iPods first came out yeah. back in the day, they were like five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars $800. Now, you had a chance to try it out. Yeah. And what did you think? It's beautiful. Like, you can tell the difference. There's no doubt about it uh, as far as the uh, the quality of the audio. Uh, you know, the big challenge, though, is just he's going up against convenience. Yeah. P- 
people love having their smartphones. They like their music subscription services like Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Audio. Uh, you know, do they care enough to want the high end music? Well, you know, Neil Young was very reasonable because what he said is, "I know this is probably not going to sell like a million or like a lot, yeah. a gazillion units." He goes, but I wanted to put out a product for the people that really care about good quality music. He goes, now there's an option. He goes, before there wasn't an option. For guys like him who just need that perfect sound, he's a purist. He wants it to sound exactly how he mixed it when he was in a recording studio with mastering. And so I agree. I listen to it. It sounds great. Uh, but I don't think it's going to sell like hotcakes anytime soon because – and it was funny because I, ha- I wanted to ask him a question. There was a Q&A, and I asked him. I said, you know – People's listening habits are changing. Everyone's going to streaming music. Are you going to come out with a lossless audio streaming service? And he basically said that it's, we're not there yet. But if we get it so that the bandwidth is, is good enough that he can deliver it, he would consider it. I know. It was interesting, right? Because, you know, I look at uh, Neil Young. Um, and, you know, I'm just thinking he's probably not the most tech savvy guy in the world. But you asked him that question and he just went to town for like 10 minutes. Oh, my God. Yes. Like that guy knew his stuff. Yes. So yeah. it was super fascinating. Anyway, uh, if you want to have a chance to, to look at one of these, uh, London Drugs is actually carrying them uh, uh, in their stores. So, uh, uh, you know, go down, check it out. And, and by the way, there is no Neil Young on any of the streaming services. He said he took it all off because <laughs> the quality wasn't good enough for him. Aww. So, Andy, uh, you, we talked about the August lock in our previous show. That's right. This is this, uh, this new uh, connected lock that you can get for smart your, lock. Smart lock. You can get for your front door. And essentially, it works in conjunction with your, your smartphone, whether that's an iPhone or an Android phone. And you can lock and unlock that door with your phone. Mm-hmm. I just got one installed yes. in my house. Oh, my God. I'm in love with that thing. Really? Oh, it is all kinds of awesome. So I've got an iPhone. And I've set it up uh, so that when I basically walk to the door, it just knows I'm there and automatically unlocks. I don't even have to do anything. Now, what's the technology? Is it using Bluetooth to... It's using Bluetooth. Uh, it also, you can get a second option called uh, the Connect, and it uh, gives it Wi-Fi capability. So now, no matter where I am, if someone phones me, like maybe my brother-in-law is coming over and the door's locked and no one's home, he can phone me and, and say, hey, can I get in? I can l- unlock my door even if I'm in Hawaii, as long as there's like an internet connection. That's amazing. Or I can send digital keys, invites to people that, you know, I know are going to be using uh, the front door every so often uh, and set them up as a guest. And so basically they'll download the app from that uh, invite and I can set, oh, hey, let, uh, you know, Joe in only between 12 and one o'clock. Maybe it's my dog walker, for example. Yeah. And so they can basically get in, get out. It is all kinds of awesome. You're living in the future. It is cool. And so, you know, the one thing I was concerned about, you know, I still have my parents, you know, they're probably not going to use this. They have keys. It doesn't change the front part of the lock. You can still use your keys in it. It just changes the back of the lock, the inside. I guess that's good from a security point of view as well, because you don't want a criminal to know that you have one of these smart locks because they might think that they can compromise it better. Yes. Um, you know what's funny? Remember that other smart lock we reviewed on the show, Okie Dokie? Yes. Okay, so I hate to admit this, but I went home and I installed it, and the next step was to download the app, yeah. and I never got that far. Oh. So I have this brand new smart lock installed, and I haven't tried it. But now that I know you've tried it uh, with the August lock, yeah. 
I'll download this app and try to see how it works. See but it's, it's supposed to do the works. same thing. I don't know if it has You're the hilarious. exact same features. So you've got the smart lock, and it's it's a dumb lock because you haven't even. Well, I just used the key. It was it was for a, a different door. Yeah. Um, that I don't usually use all the time. I usually come in from a back entrance, and this is on the front door. So I never really had that that need to to get it set up. But I just did it because I'm a geek and you know, I want to try it out. But you're hilarious. When I get home, I will download that app. You got to. This this August lock is awesome though because now uh, I've given all the kids you know digital keys yeah. you know for their smartphones and I get notifications when they they go. Oh, in and this out. is great. Oh yeah, it is like they hate that. Well, it's funny because you have teenage <laughs> kids now they can't sneak out at night because daddy knows. Daddy well, goes. now they're not going to use a front door anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> go at the garage or something. But it's cool too because it has something called Everlock. Uh, feature so you can set that so that when you leave it'll automatically lock after and you can set this anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes so you don't have to worry well that's great because a lot of people you know sometimes you're driving you're like did i lock the door and then you have to go back to check now you know automatically and you can still remotely oh totally yeah uh unlock it and lock it provided you have an internet connection that's right yeah that's the only caveat there anyway i'm just i'm in love with it big thumbs up we gotta we gotta turn your house into a smart home. I think uh, we we do it every year though. We always do a connected home episode. Well, you know, it's the technology's finally here so that it it, it works. Mm-hmm. You know, the the problem in the past is you know we try these things and it kind of works. So in like real world life, if it doesn't work all the time, then it's useless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny because we were at your house a couple of weeks ago uh, installing these uh, wireless HD. Security cameras. Yeah. And so these connect to your Wi-Fi network, and you don't have to do any wires. Yeah. And I was, I was hesitant because your router was on the one side of the house, and we were going to install it in your driveway. Yes. And it worked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it actually does work. And so now you can have... Those are those uh, Netgear Arlo cameras. The Netgear Arlo, They have yes. batteries, so they're, like, completely wireless. Exactly. They were the first on the market to have these wireless security camera solutions. Like, anybody, if you can set up a Bluetooth speaker... To your smart from your smartphone to your your Wi-Fi network, you could hook one of these up, and it was amazing just how well it worked when we tried it out. Because I didn't think that Wi-Fi signal would go that far, but we were using a Netgear router as well, and it gave enough signal strength to to basically do that. So, your house is definitely getting smarter and smarter each year as all these new products hit the market, <laughs> and I get dumber and dumber. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about wearable technology. Is this something in uh, your Christmas wish list, a smartwatch or one of these fitness trackers? Well, we'll get the lowdown on that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the year, holiday season. Everyone's out there shopping for gifts, and especially in the, the tech side. Uh, we know it's one of the biggest times of year for the consumer electronics industry. One of the big items uh, you know, that I'm seeing... Uh, are wearables. On the line right now, we've got Shane Dingman. He's the technology editor for the Globe and Mail. Thanks for joining us, Shane. Hey, guys. Thanks. So we wanted to bring you on uh, to talk about wearables. Uh, you know, I'm getting asked more and more myself from friends and uh, our listeners and, and viewers, uh, you know, what should I get? What kind of trends are you starting to see, Shane? Yeah, I mean, we get the same questions. Uh, I did a look at some of this stuff and uh, the fitness tracker, the ones that are not like a full smartwatch are still the most popular category in terms of units sold. Uh, it fits, I guess, more people's you know, sort of imagination of what they want out of it. It does fitness tracking. It's low cost for the most part. But the sort of smartwatches are kind of in a, a three-way race, basically, between like a handful of uh, Android brands, uh, Pebble smartwatch, which was founded in Canada, and of course, Apple Watch, which uh, seems to be sucking all of the profits out of the smartwatch category. <laughs> 
That's like it's done in previous generations. As they do. <laughs> as as they do. Yeah. But it's yeah. uh it's interesting. Uh you know, this is they you know, this category's been trying to uh, get some life over the past couple years, but uh, do you think this is the year that it's really going to start to take off? I think this is still not like um, if you if you want to put it like in terms of like uh, smartphone sales and stuff like that. Like you know, the first few years of uh, Apple uh, iPhone sales, it was like a couple million devices that would be get get sold. It didn't get into like the ten million, twenty million, seventy millions until like like you know almost ten years in. Um, so this is probably we're probably still going to see like you know multi-million units sold in some of these watches, but like the potential obviously is much greater. So I think this is still early days, even though this is probably the biggest, this will be the biggest selling season for all this, for this whole category. Um, but if there's more to come, if it's, uh, if it's, yeah, I think honestly, this is probably the, the, the first big year in a multi-year cycle of growth. Shane, we're starting to see um, a lot of these smartphone, smartphone, or sorry, smartwatch manufacturers try to be like the all-encompassing wearable where they can actually have like heart rate sensors and pedometers in it as well as being notification um, from your smartphone as well. What do, what do you think about that? Because like, as you mentioned, the wearables for the fitness are doing better than smartwatches, but do you think you could have a consolidated device that can do just about everything? Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's totally going to happen. Um, I think the technology is uh, is not quite there yet in terms of just you know miniaturization and battery power and all the rest of it. Like the the fitness trackers have the advantage that they last for a long time without a charge. Uh, they collect less data. Uh, some of them do push notifications. Um, you know, sort of simple stuff. There's not much in the way of responding on those. The Pebble Time is an interesting example because you can do things like uh, you know respond to text through voice, which they just did a cute workaround to get past Apple's ban on using uh, its voice controls. Um, you know, you can do all the step tracking and sleep monitoring. It's water resistant. So, you know, let's think it's in, like, but it doesn't have a touch screen and it doesn't have like sort of like cool, cool sort of native apps, um, you know, like, like iPhone will eventually, or sorry, iWatch will eventually get. But, you know, uh, I think right now it's kind of a question of how much do you want to spend and how much function do you need? And there's, there's the, the you know, the, the higher you go up on the function, the more you're going to spend. And, uh, I think surprising to me that the watch has been so popular. I didn't think it was going to be a flop, but there are estimates that it's maybe sold 15 million units so far, which is way higher than I would have thought. Are you wearing anything right now on your wrist? Right now, no. I do have a watch somewhere around here. I stopped wearing it, <laughs> I have to admit, because uh, there was an interesting study that the, some Swedes did with a very, very small sample size, but they kind of like did like sort of all-day tracking of what you were using your watch for. The number one thing people did with the Apple Watch was look at the time face. That's it. It was just a watch. <laughs> like 50% of the time, the only thing they would activate was the actual tell me the time. <laughs> this is funny, Mike, because there's 10,000 apps for the Apple Watch. Yes. And people are using it to look at the time and maybe a notification or two. Okay, so I have an Apple Watch, Shane. And at first, I'm like, what am I going to wear this for? I haven't worn a watch for like 25 years. And so I put this thing on, and it, it, I hate having something on my wrist. But honestly, now, I, I'm really liking this. Yes, I look at it for notifications. I love when I can see a text message come up, and I can just quickly glance at it. But there are a few little apps that I'm actually appreciating. I've got like a transit app on there. Yeah. So it'll, you know, when I'm at, uh, you know, the train station or wherever, it'll actually tell me, like right on the face, really quickly when the next one is coming, for for example. Uh, my pay parking app as well dings me right on my watch. And so I I honestly have a hard time when I don't have my watch on now. Weird. Wow. I know. And I thought, there's no way. 
there's no way that this watch is going to last more than a week on my wrist. I, I tried the Moto 360. Yep. yep. Uh, it lasted two days. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure it out. Uh, but yeah. the Apple Watch, I'm getting used to it. And I'm still figuring out the whole fitness tracking thing. But I like it because it actually it is tracking my fitness. And it tells me when I need to stand up or do a little more rigorous activity. I might not be doing it, but I can see that in the future. <laughs> yeah, the standing feature, I think, is so funny. It's one of the most mocked features. People always get, uh, get mad and tweet about how they're being told to stand up. But, of course, the research is increasingly showing that that is more important than like just about any other metric in terms of better off and you stand at your desk. I hope it just doesn't start telling me to shut up. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this can be cool. Like once, you know, I'm getting more connected home stuff as well, and there's more apps being built for, you know, this particular watch, and I know the other ones too. I, I think that's kind of a cool feature, being able to talk to it and, and get it to do certain things. So I can see a future for this, uh, you know, and they are selling lots, not only Apple Watches but other ones. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a popular item this year the pebble watch interests me though because the price point is is, is right on that don't you think yeah it's uh, i mean you know it starts uh, i think actually when you look at like the lowest end apple watch and like the highest end pebble it's about the same but then it diverges pretty quickly once you start getting fancier with apple so uh <laughs> and Peb- pebble levels off so it's a pretty good price it's cheaper than some of the androids out there um and it's more fully featured i mean it's got a different a very different take on what you know, sort of notifications and controls for devices are supposed to look like it's, you know, my only issue with it is, uh, as always, is that, you know, that e-paper watch, that's not for everybody. Even though it's backlit, it can be a little dim. Um, Well, Shane, now that's all the time we have left in this segment. I want to thank you for joining us. Where can people find out more info about you? We're at uh, Globe Technology, or at, at Globe Technology on Twitter, and I'm at Shane Dingman as well. That was Shane Dingman, technology editor at The Globe and Mail. When we come back, your calls. We're going to go open line on Get Connected, 604-280-9898. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here in the studio. We're going to open up the phone lines. Going to take any of your tech calls and questions. We'll be your on-air tech support. If you also want some buying advice for this holiday season, as far as technology and gadgets go, we can help you out with that as well. 604-280-9898. Anywhere uh, in North America, the toll-free number is 1-877-399-9898. Again, 1-877-399-9898. Lots more on the show. We'll take your calls. And uh, later up, we'll also get App of the Week from Christina. Andy, the contest. Well, this week it is the season of giving, so we're going to give away a pair of Logic Blue Piston Tune Frequency 360 headphones. These are high-performance in-ear headphones that come with the inline mic and music controls. It's compatible with both Apple and Android devices, 11.5 millimeter drivers, and an aluminum housing. It's fantastic. You got to check it out. Just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to check in your chance to win the Logic Blue Piston Tune Frequency 360 headphones. 604-280-9898. That's uh, the number here at uh, Get Connected. We want to take your calls today. Andy, I think my next connected home thing, lighting. Yes. I was at my friend uh, Hormosa's house uh, recently and he's he's installed a bunch of the Philips Hue oh yeah lights yeah oh my god I didn't realize how cool they were no it's absolutely amazing the thing about it is it, this is just come onto the scene right now so the prices are still high yeah but it is amazing that's my next thing for for my house too I'm, I'm actually putting a floor in but after that I was like I got to get new light fixtures yeah because you can get it now on your phone you can change the lights at any time you can even have them cycle through different types of lights and the cool thing is, 
it can be your standard white light or a colored LED light at the same time. So you have so much flexibility. So if you're having a movie night or a game night, you can like get a certain color coordination going. Oh, it's crazy. Like you can put sunset mode in. So, you know, all the lights that are Philip Hue lights in the house will just, you know, turn this beautiful sunset color. And you can pick any color. Yes. It's like amazing. It's yes. all connected into your Wi-Fi. And, you know, it's talking about that uh, smart lock I have on my door. Uh, you can actually have it tuned in with that so that when I come home, the lights just automatically yes. brighten up in, in the house. No, and you can also now set schedules. So if, you're, if you want to make it look like someone's up, you know, just for security's sake, you can actually program. So turn on between, say, 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. And because they're LED lights, they use very, very little energy. So, they, you know, you're not going to feel bad about keeping them on. And the, the, they last for 25 years. Yes. Like, you could have they're a baby. Though. Yeah, they're expensive, though. <laughs> you could have a baby and buy a light bulb, and by the time they move out is when you're going to change your light bulb. That's how great. And, but they are pricey. And yeah, the they're anywhere, are like, from $70 to $90 a bulb. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like you said, they, they last for freaking ever. And it's a, definitely a good thing to do if you have a high ceiling, a place where you don't want to change light bulbs often. Yeah. That's when you make that investment because then you know, okay, I put this in once, and it's good for 25 years. Anyway, I was just amazed, in, and he's just installed them, so he's still figuring it all out. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to try. How it. many does he have? Uh, I think he had about six of them. Wow, hooked up. Oh wow! And he had. Uh, you can also get the LED strip lights, so he had that around. Is like it a little fixture in his Phillips? A Phillips? Phillips. It's all Phillips. Because that's the that's the important thing is you want it to be able to control it all in one central location. Yeah. So if you get different manufacturers, then. That becomes troublesome because you're switching through apps. You you want to make sure, yeah. I mean, there's going to be a few different standards out there. Apple has HomeKit. Yeah. Uh, Google has their Nest, and mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of these connected things works with Nest or works with Apple's HomeKit. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you're getting stuff for the same kind of ecosystem again. It's kind of like almost like the smartphone, you know, iOS and Android. Yeah, and that's why the ecosystem or choosing the right ecosystem is very important because you're really stuck with it once you add on more devices to it. I'm going to jump here to the phone lines. 604-280-9898, taking your calls and questions. we got Rob on the line. Hey, Rob. Oh, hi. Um, I've got kind of a strange uh, application uh, question regarding uh, video and a TV monitor. Okay. Um, if a person wants to cut their own hair, traditionally they use a mirror in front and a mirror in back. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to live stream a video of the back of your head into a monitor and then just stand in front of the monitor and cut your hair... You wouldn't need to record. You wouldn't even need sound. So for a minimal price, what would you recommend without spending an arm and a leg? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, so you obviously have to see the front of your hair as well, right? Uh, well, that wouldn't be a problem because you could just, you know, stand in front of a mirror. Yeah. But it's the back part, right? Yeah. That's the problem. Andy, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you leave me to, to start us <laughs> off. Well, I think a webcam. I think yeah. a, a, any kind of standard webcam, you don't see them very much anymore because everybody has a camera on their mobile devices. Yeah. So if you don't have, or if you can prop up, say, a, a tablet or, or a smartphone, you can get that video camera feed. But Well, you can um, you could get like an Apple TV or Chromecast. Yeah. And basically using your smartphone, um, cast that video uh, to your TV that you've got a Chromecast or, uh, or AirPlay it if you've got the Apple TV. And so that way you can, you know, every smartphone now has video capabilities yes. on it. Yes. So it, you could go the standard route and hook it with a computer, with a webcam, and then make that live feed. And then you should be able to see that feed. 
Or if you have a mobile device and you don't want to purchase the webcam, to your point, yeah, you can use something like Chromecast or um, AirPlay. Yep. AirPlay, depending on what kind of device you have. But you would want some kind of tripod setup or something so you can mount it and get the right angle and have it sit there. Um, and, and that you're going to need some type of accessories just to, to make sure you're mounting it properly. But yeah, you got a lot of options there. Or it might be cheaper to go to the barber <laughs> for 10 bucks. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, no, interesting application there. So yeah, look into that, uh, Rob. Uh, AirPlay and uh, Google has Chromecast uh, and see if that will work uh, for you. And again, these are devices you hook into your TV uh, and it will work with your, uh, your smartphone uh, video camera. Could work. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we will take more of your questions. 604-280-9898. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio taking your calls and questions. 604-280-9898. Going to jump to Mel. Hey, Mel. Yeah, hi. Hi. How, uh, I hear a lot about HD radio. Yes. And I have a whole number of FM radios in my house and in, in, one in my car. And for the life of me, I can't tune into uh, CKNW uh, on my radio, how do I go about doing that, or do I have to buy a new unit, or what's the story, particularly in my car? Yeah, so um, whatever uh, receiver you're using, whether that's a portable one in the home or in your car, it has to be capable of getting the HD radio signal. Do you know if any of them have that? Uh, no, I don't. Probably, yeah, probably not if if you can't get it. <laughs> so um, this is kind of interesting. CKNW is now on HD radio. This is a new digital radio standard uh, here in, uh, well, not totally new, but it's been around for a few years now, and it's uh, becoming more and more popular. Uh, and it allows radio stations to transmit in you know high-definition audio quality, which is fantastic. Uh, so you have to make sure that uh, your car radio, for example, is capable of picking up HD radio signals. Uh, a lot of the new ones are. Uh, of course, you can always get aftermarket uh, uh, car stereos. Uh, and also, you know, uh, you can get portable radios that are, are capable of, of picking it up too. Well, that, that was the issue with the uh, AM signal, especially in a downtown core where you have a lot of wireless and yeah. radio frequencies. You would get a lot of static. And so this really solves that problem by, by providing a crystal clear sound. Uh, minus that static that you would get just by virtue of being on the AM frequency. So I think a lot of people are going to want to migrate to, to HD radio. But to your point, Mike, you're going to have to upgrade your, um, you know, your, basically your sound system to make sure that it's compatible for that so it can get that stream. Well, you know, apparently you get 10% off a new HD radio uh, at uh, this website. What website? It's myhdradio.ca. Uh, there's a coupon code uh, CKNW. Uh, so go have a look at that website. And uh, if you're uh, keen on getting uh, a new high-definition uh, radio, uh, that would be the place to check it out. Of course, don't forget that you can listen to us um, off the CKNW app or the Chorus Radio app. And that's a great sounding, uh, almost like HD quality as well. So if you can hook that up to your existing sound system, that's something else you'd want to do. But you probably want to do it on Wi-Fi and not use your data plans on it if you're going to listen to it for a long period of time. 604-280-9898, taking your calls and questions. We've got Elsie on the line. Hey, Elsie. Hi there. Hi. Good morning. What can we do for you? Well, I've got two questions. Sure. Uh, first of all, I have a Lenovo ThinkPad, yep. and one day it decided to tell me that I wasn't connected to a network, so I took it into a place where I could uh, get it repaired where I have my... Um, where I bought it, and they couldn't find the problem, uh, but they managed to have sort of a um, an inroad into it I guess it circumvents something, 
and uh, that worked in the place, but it I brought it home, and it still happens. And it says you're not connected to a network. Yeah. And it, then it goes down to say fix connected connection problems. Okay. And sometimes when I press that button, Google comes up. Sometimes it doesn't. And I'm, have you ever heard of that? And is it fixable? Because I want to give this to my son. This. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just wondering if um, whether it's the laptop there's an issue with, or maybe the internet connection uh, in in your home. Um, have you tried any other devices in your home that are? Um, I'm in a um, retirement home. Yeah. And we're on a bundle. Okay. You know what that is? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I've tried all that. Nobody, anybody here that I know that has a computer, they haven't had a problem. And we have a maintenance person here who uh, looks after that sort of thing. And uh, nobody else had this problem. And my connections are all good. It's uh, the computer's only a year old. Hmm. And it's a Lenovo, of course, so yeah. IBM, right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, have, have you heard have you, of that problem at all? Well, yeah, everyone has internet connection problems and Wi-Fi uh, issues, so it's just yeah. trying to figure out what it is, whether it's the, the machine itself or the internet connection. Um, mm-hmm. Have you tried taking it to other places and trying the, the Wi-Fi there, like in a coffee shop or a friend's home? Uh, no, I haven't, but I will try that. Yeah, so um, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the trick. you just got to try to uh, narrow down where the issue is. Uh, I find sometimes in um, you know places where there's shared uh, Wi-Fi, and it sounds like that might be the case uh, in in your retirement home. Um, you know, a bunch of people are sharing uh, the Wi-Fi connection there. So the more people that are on that connection, uh, you know, the less of a signal that you might get. So uh, that might be the issue. I think it might be. Uh, so that's why I'd, I'd recommend going to like a uh, a Starbucks or McDonald's uh, or, you know, most coffee shops have Wi-Fi and just seeing if the connection's okay there. Thoughts, Andy? Yeah, end of the day, you got to find out and isolate the problem. What What is it? Is it um, is it the Wi-Fi card that's inside? Maybe that got damaged. It could yeah. be a driver issue. But if it is an issue with your Wi-Fi card that's built into your computer, you can still get external USB Wi-Fi adapters, which basically is a, another Wi-Fi card that's, um, that you can just plug in via USB. If that's the case, it's really easy. You just have to plug and play, and then that will become your wireless card, and then you can go and um, connect to wireless networks. But to your point, you want to know, is it the Wi-Fi issues? Really, you would take two devices to a place that has Wi-Fi and see if both connect. Can you actually see the different Wi-Fi networks? If you can't even see the networks, then it's something with your card. And at that point, you might want to look at something like an external Wi-Fi adapter, which you can buy from like a London Drugs to, uh, to test out. I get the sense, though, it, you know, you said that you took it into the shop where you got it and they couldn't find a problem. Um, they probably know what they're doing and they've probably tested it on their Wi-Fi. So it, it's most likely that it is working and it's probably more an issue with uh, the connection uh, in your place. So I, I would try it in a coffee shop or somewhere just to see if you are getting, you know, a decent signal there. Um, and if you are, then you might talk to the folks at your t- retirement home and see uh, if they can help improve uh, the signal. And one thing you might want to check on your on your laptop is some laptops have a switch to turn wireless on and off. And sometimes people accidentally turn it off and then it just doesn't work. So you want to make sure that if you do have a switch, that you are uh, it is switched on so that you can get Wi-Fi. Looks like we're going to have to take another break. When we come back, it's that time of the week. Christina with her app of the week. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. A little bit of time left in our show. 
And it's that time of the week, App of the Week with Christina Stoyanova, who's in the studio. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. What kind of app do you have this week? I have a new app created by the creators of Instagram. Um, so they have an ex- interesting model because instead of adding features to the existing app, they'll just release a new app with a different feature set. Um, so this one is called Boomerang. Boomerang. Yes. Okay. Um, it's fairly new. It was just released back in October, I believe. So what it does is it creates a one-second video that's made up of five photos that it takes. It's just a burst of five photos, and then it stitches them together so that it's a bit a bit like a GIF. Yeah. Yeah. And so why? So you can share that on Instagram and Facebook and have a little fun with it. And are people doing this? I think so. Okay, so it's like <laughs> one, it's a one-second video. Yeah. So it's not like a vine where you're actually creating a video. This is more like um, just a little burst, like a, like I said, more like a GIF. So if you love Instagram, you'll love Boomerang. Yes, I think so. Um, the thing about the app is it doesn't have its own feed or anything like that, like what you're used to in Instagram. So once you create your little uh, one-second video, you can share that on Instagram and Facebook through the app. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, works with iPhone and Android, I'm assuming. Yeah, of course. And free. And it's free, yep. So you can have a little fun with that. Andy, what do you think? It's funny. um, The first segment I ever did was on Instagram. Yeah. And I don't use Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of ironic when you think about it. Do you, you don't use Instagram, do you? I want to because I love Facebook. Yes. And the only reason I really love Facebook is the pictures. Yes. So you would think I'd like Instagram, but there's just so many social networks going Th- that's on. That's what I mean. And I don't have to, you know, you know where I got an email from yesterday? Yes. MySpace. Really? Yes. So MySpace was a kind of the precursor to all these social networks yep. like Facebook and that. And it's been dead for years. Rupert Murdoch, remember he paid like... Uh, Stupid money for it. <laughs> for it. And, and then I, it I just died. Justin, I think Justin Timberlake is like an that's investor right. in it now. That's right. Anyway, I got an email and I thought it must be junk mail, but no, it like it showed me, hey, remember your pictures, and it, and so I knew it was kind of legit. Wow, yeah, it was like pictures from like ten years ago. MySpace is trying to get back into my life, <laughs> but it sounds like Boomerang's better. I think Boomerang might be a little bit better, although it's not a social network; it's just a tool that you can use to create some cool things for your social networks. So if Boomerang is part of Instagram, which is part of Facebook, then it must be a part of Facebook. Yes, that's correct. So it will give you share buttons for Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to go to MySpace. Yeah. I'm going to start a whole new thing. I'm going to go trend? back to ICQ. You know? ICQ. Yeah, let's, let's, just, let's just go back. <laughs> the, to, uh, the chat thing. To the early days. Yeah. yeah, ICQ. Still popular in Russia, by the way, for some reason. There's a lot of things popular there that aren't here. The thing is, I can't remember my number. Some people still remember their ICQ number, and you can actually activate it. Do you have an ICQ? I used to have ICQ. I remember doing that when I was a teenager, but I don't remember my number. Well, I'll send you an, uh, an invite to MySpace. Excellent. And then maybe we can all hook up on ICQ <laughs> again. Maybe we can bring back some MSN Messenger as well while we're at it. That's dead. I kind of morphed into Skype <laughs> yes. chat, right? Because Microsoft bought... Or Microsoft bought Skype, and then they, they used and consolidated all into one thing. So I don't think we'll ever see MSN Messenger come back. But that was great, too. Andy, the contest one more time. you got 20 seconds. We're giving away the Logic Blue Piston Tune Frequency 3D Headphones. These are great in-ear headphones that you could use uh, with your Apple or Android device. 
features an aluminum housing and flat cables with inline mics and music control. You just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, for your chance to win the Logic Blue Piston Tune Frequency 360 headphones. I want to thank everyone that helps put the show together on a weekly basis. Of course, Andy Brewer, my co-host and producer, the Get Connected team, Christina for coming in with the uh, app of the week, and Jamie, a.k.a. 8-Ball, on the controls. We'll see you again next time.